With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Church, let them say, Amen. 
jump for
Good evening, Minister. Uh, I'm Minister uh, Shauna. Good evening. Good evening, Prophet Bob. Oh, Prophet Bob, would you mind opening this up in prayer? Amen. Heavenly Father, I repented just a little bit ago, but I might have made a mistake. I could have read something in the chat room that might have not been of you or it wasn't right. I might have read something. And boy, I tell you, Lord, I need to pray for them guys because some of them are not nice. And Father, I ask that you would forgive me, wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we gather here tonight, one more night of learning on fasting. And so, Father, open our ear gates tonight and our hearts to be receptive to the Word of God. Father, we came here tonight to learn. In the learning process, someone's come on the prayer call for an answer. And something Minister Shauna just might bring forth under the leading of the Holy Spirit will be the answer that they really need to hear tonight. I ask that you would deliver and set them free by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Father, somebody might be in pain tonight. Somebody may be hurting in a way of somebody saying the wrong word to them. And Father, they might be on the call tonight. And we ask that you would touch, deliver, and set them free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do great miracles tonight. Set the captives free. And for that, we will be forever grateful, giving you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen
and amen. Amen, amen. Again, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Special Prayer. Uh, this is Sister Lashana. Thank you for those who have joined us in the U.S. It's our Memorial Day weekend uh, coming to a close. So those who are on the line or will be listening later on, we thank you for coming and joining us once again on your uh, having us to share part of your uh, your holiday. In other words, you know, thank you for sharing us along with your barbecue and your potato salad. Amen. Um, most of them, this is the start of. This is the unofficial start of summer in the United States. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I'm gra- I am grateful for those who can be on the line tonight. Um, that being said, we are uh, for the fasting. We will jump back on this in the fall, but right now we're going to do a healthy stop on this. We're going to stop with the Elijah's fast. We'll be probably ending either this week, um, this week or next week on the Elijah's fast. We're going to two days on that. And then we have our study guide, and we'll resume the fasting study in the fall. Uh, reason being, because we know it's summer. It's like we want to have something light in the summer on our Bible studies and intercessory prayer. And I would love for us to start focusing on the prayer part of our study. So, and, you know, just some light things, light topics, because it's like heavy food in the summer. Some, we don't eat heavy food in the summer. We're more salads, anything like that, because, you know, heat and, you know, you want to, it's, you know, it's summer. We want to make it a little more relaxed. And those who are willing to participate, if you feel need that you want to have a word for us on Monday night, please inbox uh, me or Pastor Marine on Facebook, and we will get that all set up for you. That being said, amen. So right now I'm going to open up the line for your testimonies and your praise report. I want to give uh, God all the glory. Today on the Prophet's Corner, I taught the people of God about God's favor. And today I had God's favor at Dunkin' Donuts. I got a free green tea and a free donut. And I brought a lot of joy to every person that was behind that counter and the three or four people that were in Dunkin' Donuts. And I want to give God all the glory, honor, and praise that I brought joy to people's hearts today. God bless. God bless. Amen. Amen. Uh, the line is not open for your testimonies and your praise support. I'd like to. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd like to praise God for simple words. And uh, I especially uh, like to hear uh, Pastor Bob this morning was great, but every time I hear him pray, I'm always blessed. Amen. And every time I get to hear simple words on the line, I'm just blessed. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. We're so happy that you're here. You know, may God continuously bless you. Amen. Amen. The line is opening in for your testimonies and your praise report. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I have a testimony tonight. How are everyone doing tonight? Good evening. Doing just fine. Awesome. Great, great. Um, my testimony is um, I have my cousin, and um, some if people that know me on the line, I was talking about my cousin for prayer a while back. Um, he used to be a men, well, in tomorrow he still is, but he was in ministry and everything. But some happened where he stirred away, and now he's came back to God. You know, and he's doing great things right now. 
I mean, he was on um, Facebook Live today just giving his testimony, just talking about how he um, apologized not just for to God but to himself and to the church that he was at that saw him doing the things that he was doing because of whatever happened in his life that he stared away. But, like, um, the story in the Bible, the prodigal son, when he had everything that he wanted, and he chose to take it all and leave, and he squandered it. And um, when he came home, he thought that he couldn't come home thinking that his father would not love him anymore or be there for him, but his father was there with open arms just like God is for us. And now that he's back and, and he's filled the love from God, God is already doing amazing things in his life, and I'm just so grateful for that because he is uh, – um, he is he – is, um, he could really touch people's lives, like the words that he used, like he's really deep into the word, but for some reason he stared away, and I believe it was from when his father died, and I believe he blamed it on God, and that was the wrong thing to do, but he's back, and, I, and I'm just thank God, because, you know, when someone gets baptized or come back to Jesus, you know, the, the angels in heaven, they celebrate. So right now I'm celebrating for my cousin, and that's my testimony. And I just ask God to continue to strengthen him through this through this um, this journey that, that he's on and, and get him to his rightful place in life, you know, and I just thank God for that. Amen, amen. amen. But, you know, amen, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. We, you know, I always say that we always talk about, um, we always talk about, you know, how we came over, but we never tell anybody about the journey. And sometimes that journey is leading. And I just have to give God praise for that testimony. You know, I'd rather for us to pray for people to come back and, you know, feel, you know, understand that God still loves them no matter what happened, what they have done. He is, a, he, you know, God is not, you know, God, let's see, not saying God won't be mocked, but God is a love and faithful God. And, you know, he's not one of these bitter gods of wrath or what we see in mythology or anything. He's a true and living God. And, you know, it's awesome. I, I'm I'm touched when I hear testimonies like that. It's awesome. It brings, you know, to me, that that's an awesome thing to happen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> That being said, let's. Uh, is there one more testimony of praise report before we get started? Amen. So let us prepare our hearts and minds for the lesson that's coming ahead. Uh, we're getting ready to start the Elijah's, uh, going through the Elijah fast. Um, this little segment, I thank you for everyone participating and calling in and listening in on these segments because we've been talking about uh, fasting and getting back to basics. So to me, these series of things that we're going through, including when I when we start talking about prayer, is getting back to basics because we are a prayer line and we're supposed to be praying and fasting. That's a simple input. Um, what we're talking about now is uh, what we're going through now is the study for Elijah's fast. Again, I do have a study guide. We have we're using the biblical study guide for a personal. Um, Fasting along with the Breakthrough Guide to Fasting by Elmer L. Towns. So <clears throat> if you are using this in your study time, you can pick up the book at Amazon.com because I got the big one. That's like it's three books in one. So if you're not ready for the three books in one, you can buy the three books separately. That's the one I have with the Breakthrough Guide with Fasting uh, on the Sports Ministry pages. Off on our Facebook pages, there is a posted study guide, but if you do not see it, let me know. Uh, drop Pastor Marina an uh, email, and she can email or me, 
on Facebook, and you can we can um, get this guide out to you, so you can do it into your personal study. So um, let's prepare our hearts and minds for the study at hand. Amen. Father God, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but the son's name of Jesus. Father God, you are our Father, El Shaddai, and Elohim, and I give you praise, O oh God. And tonight, Father God, I ask you to prepare this. Uh, first of all, lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Worker, Father God. We'll, I lift the Pastor Marie Ted daily up to you and her family up to you, Father God. Lord. And I also lift up the members of Simple Words Ministry, Father God. You still, you know what we're needing, Father God. And I thank you right now to helping us, Father God, guiding us on the way and putting our feet on a steady path, making our crooked path straight tonight, Father God. And tonight, God, I ask you to pay our hearts and our minds and our um and the airways for this uh, lesson that was about to go forth, Father God. Father God, I ask you to up every, distract, every distraction, Father God. Father God, as this is, Father God, for those who are listening in, we'll listen in later, Father God. Father God, may your grace and glory fall on all of us, Father God, that we hear what you need us to hear. You hear what we need. We will hear exactly what you want us to hear so we can walk it out, Father God. And, Father God, I just thank you tonight. I thank you because there is no one like you. I thank you because this is for your will, your way, and your glory, Father God. And, Father God, I am thanking you for the breakthroughs that are happening, Father God, as we go through each of these paths, Father God. And, Father God, I just thank you. And I bless you. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So good evening, everybody. This is the sun again. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yay, good evening. See, I know how to make sense of people out there. I have to make sense of people out there. Amen. So, <clears throat> we're working on, we're on the Elijah's fast tonight, and I know a lot of people said they uh recapping. They didn't know their, uh, because I'm going to be honest, I'm a baby of fasting. You know, um, I wouldn't say in the denomination that I grew up in, love my denomination that I grew up in because I, uh, grew up in, but the one thing we never really talked about uh, was fasting, because I think fasting is such a personal experience, and I'm telling you, it's such a personal and private experience. Most of the people where I grew up never talked about fasting. Now, prayer, oh, they talked about prayer. We prayed. We could probably pray four or five hours. I mean, we prayed, but never really talked about fasting. Every now and then, I hear somebody say, we're going on a fast. And then as I got older, most of the time you hear, uh, uh, I mean, we, even my church that I go now, uh, we have a congregational fast every so often, especially if it was, and I'm telling you it works because we have a congregational fast about paying off the mortgage. I know within within a year our mortgage was paid off. Amen. Um, congregational fast about opportunities. For moving. We fast and we uh, we fast as a church together and we have a we have an awesome sanctuary uh, at the church that I, I, I attend um, <clears throat> now. And, you know, I've seen the value in fasting and praying. So not only going back to Isaiah saying we're using to loose the band's weakness, because that's in my personal life. Hey, if I want, you know, you want a breakthrough, you need sometimes some things just don't come out, but through prayer and fasting. So uh, we have went through quite a bit <clears throat> on the fasting on the fast, we went on disciple fast to break uh, break habits, and we went on the, and if those, and like I said, I'm waiting for testimonies on these, 
Then when we needed to solve a problem, we went on the Israel fast because that's basically what the Israel fast was for. Now, <clears throat> the Elijah fast, which I'm excited to dive and delve into this one, is because sometimes I feel like Elijah gets a bad rap after he uh, somehow again he thinks he gets a bad rap after he you know he don't went through this major battle and he becomes emotionally spent and I've heard so many sermons on what happened and why did he feel the way he feel when he just had an awesome victory. And to me, I can understand him perfectly because sometimes in our emotional lives, in our, our lives, we can have great, you know, it's, it's not, we can have great victories. And with those great victories, sometimes we have our great lows right afterwards. And sometimes we're afraid of great lows, and that put us in our great lows. But what we have to understand that, um, you know, there is, you know, for us, we understand that God is everything. And God will help us through our emotional highs and our, our emotional lows. And, our, you know, God wants us to uh, wants us to come to him. And he wants us to come to him minute by minute. I'm going to be honest, um, I'm literally taking have not because you you ask not personal. So every time I'm asking God, well, you said you have not because you ask not, so I'm asking. And I think that's what we have to kind of, you know, that's what we have to take our faith and take it to the next level because some things we may not have it because we never asked for it. Or or we're afraid, we're so afraid. I've seen so many people, I think, afraid to ask God what the really the problem is so that <clears throat> because then if he actually solve it that's not your way of life your way of life is changed and that's what we need but that's the best thing about God like he gives us not only from glory to glory he's here to help you into everyday life now once upon a time I want to say not long ago but in the last but the only time a regular fashion required in scripture was on the Old Testament Day of Atonement. Fasting was not required. Fasting is not a requirement in the New Testament, but it's allowed as a tool that uh, the prayer actually provide answers to prayer when correctly implemented. Jesus did command that we fast, but he recognized that we should use this tool. When ye fast, fast unto my Father. And that's Matthew 6, chapter 18, verse. Elijah's fast is taken for a fast 58 and 6. This is not the fast I have chosen. This is not the fast I have chosen, that you break every yoke. It is a fast to help break negative and emotional habits. Um, I, like I said, I like Elijah. You know, he was a bold prophet. You know, he stood on Mount Carmel to challenge those 450 prophets about of Baal, and many of the Israelites had begun to worship the false god of Baal, but um, Elijah actually challenged that. You know, how long will you wait between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but if Baal is God, then follow him. And that's going to be in First Kings uh, 18, chapter 21st verse. Um, you know, Elijah was not only a bold before his opponents, but he also challenged God uh, to prove his reality of God versus Baal. You know, Elijah defiled the prophets of Baal to have not their gods light a sacrifice, you know, light the fire or a sacrificial altar. But when they could not, 
Elijah had his own altar, drenched it with water, and then challenged God. You know, I always say he was a show off. He just had to make sure, you know, get the picture. I got God got me. Amen. So the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Let it be known from this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and I have done all these things at your word. And that's verse 36. You know, God honored Elijah's challenge of fire from heaven and lighting the altar of the Lord. It was such a mighty display of power that the people arose at Elijah's command and killed the, and killed the false prophet. Um, this so enraged the wicked queen Jezebel, who, uh, who is sponsored Baal worship in Israel. Though her husband, King Ahab, swore to kill Elijah, and Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. Now, you know, we talk about this now because it's hindsight is 2020 because, you know, God is awesome and we know the power. We know how the story ends. I'm going to be honest, and maybe it's just me. Somebody tell me they're going to kill me after I don't did this? Yeah, I'm running too. I mean, that's just human nature, and that's the best thing about God. God has given us this grace and awesome mercy, even through our own, um, how we see lives in our, see in our own lives. You know, you know, fleeing to the wilderness, you know, Elijah, he left into a terrible despondency, perhaps, he became, and became uh, paranoid. Those who saw Elijah's bold public display would never thought that he had a mental, emotional problem. But there in the wilderness, the prophet negative habits emerged. Uh, Elijah's problem was not Jezebel. You know, actually, he was under some, he was like some of the extroverts who was in the center of attention at an office conference. So those must be in total control over meetings, over others, over themselves. And during those long times, however, they suffered chronic depression or despondency. Elijah's problem was himself. You know, Jezebel uh, treated, uh, threat, excuse me, revealed that Elijah had, uh, was not in a certainty of not in control. He not only fled from her, but he also isolated himself from his people, the nation of Israel, journeying to the south where he left his servant Judah and went a day's journey into the desert, deliberately choosing to go where there was no food. There Elijah prayed, prayed that God would take his life. Elijah had an emotional problem. Like many today, his inability to remain in control and know how his future was secure. Let him be a uh, let him feel abandoned, deeply depressed, and in many similar situations, have committed suicide. Um, like Elijah, they are victims of their own negative emotional habits. Um, well, I have, and also, you know, what we all have, we all have negative emotional habits. You know, Elijah's just, today it's just Elijah's turn. And, you know, that's how I see it. Um, because I'm going to be honest, he went through a traumatic, even though he was a victor in a traumatic situation, it took effect of his body mentally, emotionally, and sometimes we don't realize it, but we can go through traumatic situations. Uh, we can go through things that we necessarily, we can be the victor of and we can get total victory. But after we come down off that victory, we come to the realization how bad the situation was. And even though we prevailed, you know, our bodies adjusting to it, our mental, our emotional state is adjusting to it. You know, we have to understand that um, people have many habits. We all have habits. 
uh, we consider, you know, the author considered it's a habit, but I also say it's a reality. We all have, you know, some of us, we, you know, we have the habits of saying thank you, which is etiquette, which is awesome because I believe in etiquette. Telling people thank you after they've done something for you, even though it may be a habit, but it was an etiquette habit that we learned. Some people may have superstitious habits. For instance, New Year's. But please somebody tell me, and I'm just going to be honest. Please somebody tell me why I cannot wash my clothes on New Year's Eve. I am having the, it, <clears throat> I don't know. I tell, I swear, it's a, I don't know if this is Southern. I don't know if it's, I just know all my life that there could not be anything wet coming into New Year in the house. And I'm sitting here thinking like, can I wash clothes? No, I mean, like you're washing your clothes had to be done like two days ahead of time. I'm like, but can I wash my dirty? No wet towels in the house. I mean, it has went to the part that my parents would put, my, even me, have wet clothes, all the wet towels, the wet mop, everything, 1159, all that was out of the house. You <laughs> cannot turn on a wash machine. I own New Year's Day. I couldn't put the wash machine on, even though I realized, okay, is it New Year's now? Can I, like, not, can I, like, not wash clothes now? And I can tell you, you're going to wash the year away. Don't you dare that. I'm like, okay, okay. I, I'm telling you, one year my mom got on me so bad, and I don't even, and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not superstitious, but I'm not. Um, let's just say I went to the laundromat on purpose and washed my clothes at the laundromat so I wouldn't wash them at the house. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, at that night, I remember, I'm like, why am I doing this? What? I'm just going to wait till, and then I got bad enough, so you know what? It's going to, everything's just going to have to wait till, till after New Year's. Day after New Year's, I wash clothes. I can't get this. I don't understand it. I mean, but we all, and I know we all have, um, especially with New Year's, I mean, my favorite is still eating black eyed peas at 8 o'clock, in, uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, eating black eyed peas. I mean, I still think that's awesome on New Year's, even though they're supposed to bring you good luck, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, and eating cabbage on New Year's, I'm still trying to figure out what good luck it brings. But you know what? I think because I like black eyed peas, and this is probably the only time, only time I'm going to sit down and really cook them, right. uh, especially now since my mom's passed. I think that's just awesome for me to have my black eyed peas or my cabbage on uh, New Year's, and then I give me an excuse to eat uh, excuse to eat food all day. Um, oh. You have to understand, I know. And I know I'm just not the only one. I know we have a lot of people, you know, we grew up with these things. But what we have to say, um, you know, instinctively, habits could be shuddering or, or, or scratching a leg wound after it's already been healed. You know, some habits and our behavioral response are relative to harmless. However, to others, it could be very serious. You know, we have to understand that we're not born with mental or emotional habits. They're acquired as we grow up. Um, my, I can say that some people, I know a guy right now, he refuses to say thank you every time he does. You know, there's some etiquette because he's just, you know, anti-etiquette, I call it. But, you know, I have to understand that some things are acquired, like gratitude is a uh, acquired habit. You know, a baby's born clutching his fist and it must be taught appreciation. Habit is actually defined as a, as a behavioral pattern acquired by frequent and and uh, repetition that is reflected in a in regular or increased performance. 
the word habit actually comes from a root meaning clothes, clothing not usually worn, such as a nun's habit. Uh, habits may express themselves in simple outward outward traits or in complex emotional responses and habitual attitudes towards life, like uh, habits of the heart. You know, God promised that fasting can break self-destructive habits. This is not, is this not the fast that I have chosen, that ye break every yoke? Isaiah um, 58, chapter 6, verse. Um, Elijah's fast is especially useful in breaking negative attitudes and bad emotional habits. Uh, The Elijah fast is not commonly a corrective device that is used in freeing yourself from minor habits, but it's called for severe negative cases of mental and emotional response. Often it works because it's this discipline that builds self-discipline and self-esteem. But more important than psychological, the Elijah fast invites God into into the problem. And then in the strength of God, victory is possible. Habits reflect themselves differently because life is a choice. People have had bad attitudes, have chosen to have bad attitudes. Um, they get up in the morning grumpy and they choose to be irritated at their spouse, their children, their coworkers. And by frequent repetition, they have chosen this as a conscious sta- uh, state of irritation of anger. They have chosen negative personalities. People won't won't be told to cheer up or light up. Some people, some habits have people in bondage, psychologically, physical, or social bondage. Bondage enslaves people to their habits. When people have spent their lifetime becoming depressed, coming uh, depressed, they not can't they can't just come off and miss about listening to one sermon. Nor does one counseling session change a lifetime of bad decisions. The Elijah fast involves a total response of extending for several days. Or one day fast repeated through a specific time frame. Now, as always, we always love to give the symptoms of this fast may be for you. Uh, people suffering from mental problems and emotional habits similar to those in Elijah's often struggle with one of several kinds of self-image problems: uh, destructive self uh, self images, negative self image, low self image, threatening self image, and self rejection. Uh, because of this, uh, his mental and emotional habits were problems that role threatening his control over his circumstance or his self-image. Elijah had the tendency to withdraw him from people and run from his problems and slip into despondency or depression. He prayed that he might die. And he became immediately emotionally burned out and suffered from self-pity. How can God break the sour, pessimistic despondency? The answer is found in this example of Elijah. Okay, now what can we learn from Elijah style responding to difficulty? Defeat often follows victory. There's no doubt that the hand of God was actually on Elijah. You know, by prayer, he brought the fire from heaven. He commanded the execution of prophets of Baal. He completely thwarted the king at the evil king Ahab. Yet Queen Jezebel threatened to kill him. He ran away and prayed that God would take his life. You know, um, was Elijah boldness at the contest with the prophets for Bill only a cover-up for his deep insecurities and fear of habits of pessimistic withdrawal? Was this history such a, re- a recurring re- phenomenon that only appeared when Jezebel threatened and not other times? You know, honestly, I'm going to say my answer to the question, we don't know that. 
They didn't let us in on that one. What I can say that in times of victory, God can give us such a spirit of boldness no matter what we're going through that we know God has that back 1,000%. Um, you know, there's so many things that could have been running through his mind. And, I, you know, sometimes, like I said, I, I, I'm not hard on Elijah when it comes to him running because I'm going to be honest, I'm human. I would have ran just as much as – matter of fact, I probably would have had my Nikes on and I would have been gone. Um, but I can also see that, you know, sometimes when, you know, we also realize this is Israel and we realize there are so many things generational that, you know, that happen that we, we really have to delve into the culture of it. Think about it. We're with a group of people who, have, who has been flipping God since, flipping God since, uh, they made the golden calf and, uh, when they were, when they left Egypt and how people responded, how people responded was that when one God ended, they made a new God and the people who didn't serve that God was often killed. Even after a major victory, there was still some death, some death was involved some way, somehow. So when me personally, I can give Elijah, I mean, we're not that far. Let's be honest. We're not just but a couple generations out of the, uh, out of the wilderness. So I'm not going, like I said, I personally, uh, with the understanding I have, I personally cut him quite well. Can everybody hear me? Amen. I, I actually cut him quite a bit of slack because, to me, we don't really know what the situation. But going into negative habits, the thing is, your self-image and what Elijah had to learn, his self-image was not just for the mere moment. And, yes, he was a tool of God, but God, because you had that one victory, God doesn't throw you away or set you aside on a desk. God has a future. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for you to have many victories, not just one victory. And so if we take another look at Elijah, well, we can learn that defeat does often follow victory. You know, he, you know, Elijah had to understand himself that, you know, that um, that God also knew his heart and and his habits. You know, Elijah was known for his boldness, uh, but as the Lord host lives, before whom I said, surely present myself to uh, to Ahab today. That's First Kings eighteen chapter fifteen verse. Apparently, Elijah meant what he said, and he stood against the prophets of Baal, called him down raining fire down from heaven, which is a great victory over them. You know, this wasn't just grandstanding, you know. But, you know, sometimes we have that. Steve and I look at, okay, what was so powerful about Queen Jezebel that um, that he, if God could take down 400, if God could take down 400, have him take down 450 prophets, Okay, this this would be a no, you know, to us this would be a no brainer. He'll take down the queen too. But again, like I said, we we have to understand the times. Uh, during the prophet of Baal, there were astropoles everywhere. You know, the presence was known, and they were, you know, this is something people were giving their kids to the fire to. That you know, it was it was a very tense situation. And we will have to understand that when you go through certain situations with highs and lows, the intensity of it can also plague with your emotional and 
as we can see in the text, it can play and wreak havoc on your emotional status. Um, you know, God, but see, the best thing about God, he knows your heart. You know, we've taken that time. Well, I know God knows my heart, and I know a lot of people have heard this, and we have even laughed and made jokes about it because, you know, we're quick to say God knows our heart, but God really does know our heart. He knows the issues of the living, you know, issues that flows out of our heart. He knows them daily. You know, we have to also understand that with Elijah, and that brings us into the next topic, you know, Elijah can suffer depression because it's God's work. Number one, we have to realize that after the battle, he knew he was set for that battle. You know, there are some situations we knew we got it, and I know I'm just the only one, but, you know, you know you got that situation way before it even started. Like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this. That situation, you already know who's in control. You know you know your factors. Like me, I sit there, and, I'm, and it's kind of like, to me, I call it the art of war. I know who my opponent is. I know what that person is going to say. I know everything. You know, like, well, God got this battle. But then when you get into new battles that you've never been in before, because um, let's be honest, Baal, he was a prophet. There were false prophets. He knew he was probably he could take them prophets out because guess what? He was the real one and they were fake. Mm-hmm. That's just, to me, that's like one plus one equal two. But when you get into her, and, you know, I, I can't stand the saying, you know, new levels, new devils, that just irks the living daylights out of me. But what we have to understand when we get new levels, we also will have new opponents. And right now, he's mentally and emotionally drained from what he has been through and a new opponent is instantly coming up on the scene and even him may be questioning his own self. That brings it back to us. You know, sometimes when we're when we're prepared for what we're doing and when that ends, we're we're now searching for our own purpose and our own structure. And sometimes even then with God's work. We know we got friends that can get saved. We can pray. They said, but then we're looking at our own lives and we're like, you know, the emotional toll we haven't like got that work, you know, in the corporate world it's called work fit balance, but we haven't really balanced our own emotional state. You know, I can say that for um, special people in ministry, and we can take the same point. We have totally, you get depressed because you haven't even brought your own opportunities to God. You work for everybody else's. You brought everybody else's. But then when you look at your own life, you're wondering, well, okay, what about the things that plague me? But that's the thing. We also have to take personal inventory. Um, just because we have, and then that brings us to the next one, um, just because past, we have had a past victory, it may not break bad habits. Some things we're waiting. There are things that I know um, what, people are looking for out their lives just because you got one victory. Uh, it's kind of like I would say drug addiction is the most that you, and alcohol addiction is the one that I always want to bring. It's like, cause you had the victory today that you didn't drink tomorrow. You have to still go after that same, that next victory. And because you had a victory on mother Monday doesn't mean you'll never have, you won't have a relapse on Tuesday. But what you have to understand that, um, God is with you always, and you have to go for that pressing towards mercy. You have to keep that in mind. It's not saying it's an uphill, but but every day you have to remember you always have to have a strategy, and you have to understand that just because you had success today, you have to work hard for it to the next day and the next day. So 
with the prescription of the Elijah fast. And then we're going to go to the, because um, I always like keeping it short on Monday, uh, so we can uh, leave it open for questioning. The prescription that I'll go into, we'll, go, we'll probably go into these deep in deeper detail uh, next week. The prescription for Elijah fast. So, number one, the step is prepare yourself mentally, uh, physically, emotionally. Step two, recognize your limitations. Step three, go where you can meet God. Step four, fast to hear the word of word of the Lord. <clears throat> Step five, let the world word, excuse me, reveal your weakness. Step six, confess and agree with God about your weakness. Step seven, look for a quiet inner inner meaning. Uh, step eight, look for a positive uh, through God's eyes. Step nine, plan a positive action. Step ten, see potential results. Okay, so this is going to be a little lengthy. So number one, we're just going to uh, touch on number one real quick, uh, touch on number one. The first step is to prepare yourself physically and emotionally. You know, are you considering fasting? Don't act prematurely and fly off on a tangent. As you consider fasting, do not act prematurely and fly off on a tangent again. Many people afflicted with habits, negative emotional responses are so um, impulsive. They do things on the spur of the moment rather than out carefully calculated purpose. Prior to the fast, take three measured steps. It's valid God that will that you will fast. Two, prepare for the fast. Then three, fulfill your resolution. Now, how did Elijah prepare for his inverted fast? He lay down. He fell asleep. That's verse five. Sometimes people are so are despondent um, or otherwise vulnerable to negative emotional habits because they are physically weak. Without physical stamina to resist the inclination of our person, our inner person, we may fall into uncontrollable habits. Sleeping at least give Elijah physical strength. And then when he broke then he broke his fast and ate. Thereby his hand was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The food and water made him strong enough to walk forty more days. Mentally and emotional efforts are needed to prepare for a fast. They're aided by physical preparation. Look at the checklist at the end, and we have the checklist here. Um, at the end of this chapter, make sure you adequate pre- preparation for the Elijah fast. So, and if you have your study guide, this is where we have our study guide um, with the um, with the Elijah fast. Number one going to have to have, number one is always to have an aim. Um, the aim of the Elijah Fast is for breaking negative and mental and emotional habits. Affirmation. I believe, um, I believe the power of God over, uh, the power of God over the whole person, spirit, body, and soul. Now, you can see that in First Thessalonians 5th chapter 23rd verse. I believe that it was given us not the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And I quote that every single minute, Second Timothy, first chapter seven, verse. 
God being my strength and grace being my basis, I commit myself to Elijah Fast for building a godly character to the glory of God. And, of course, doing the fast, what will I hold, the beginning date and the ending date, and the purpose. I'm fasting for mental and emotional habit, and you write that there. Your biblical basis for the fast is going to be 1 Kings uh, 19, the biblical promise for it. For him himself, I will never leave you nor forsake you, for we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear. And, of course, you need your resources, um, your steps, and then things you want to do after the fast. So um, before we go into step two, and I guess we'll go, step two is also um, recognizing your limitations. You know, Elijah knew that what he must do. He needed to go to a place where God revealed himself to his people to Sinai, where God prepared, uh, appeared to Moses in the burning bush. But he was not ready for the trip. The journey is too great for you, the angel said. Initial steps in breaking an emotional response are, admit that you cannot break your habits alone. B, that's A. B, let others help you defeat your habit. You know, it's kind of like you got to have some accountability. Have people that know you and you know they're in your inner circle, inner circle, and that they can help you. Um, they can help you actually, you know, help you actually uh, defeat your habit. Alcohol Anonymous teaches people that in the grip of alcoholism, uh, that people in the grip of alcoholism are powerless. And to break them habits themselves, they must depend on a higher power or a buddy who will help them get through the difficult times. Um, like I said, um, it's about a communication. When you start getting into this, you need to have somebody who is who is your accountability partner, um, who is your accountability partner, and that who can help you through this. Like I said, some things don't come out through prayer and fasting. So you, this thing is basically this week um, is to actually, if you're going to do the Elijah fast, my uh, my sincere hope and prayer to this week, and we'll get a little bit more into this next week because we probably got two more lessons before we uh, end the uh, Elijah fast. Um, my hope and prayer is that you find uh, this week, that when you start going into your habits and how your habits perform, um, you can take the Elijah fast to any emotional or uh, I would say any uh, high-driven, high-stress, high-driven uh, opportunity that you have. You have to remember all these fasts to give God an opportunity to work in your situation. Sometimes we're so used to handling these things, and that's what Elijah, we're so used to handling some things that it takes an, it takes an emotional toll on us. This again, through these, um, especially through this one, I want to just preface this and saying that this doesn't mean your faith is no less or no more. This is allowing God to get into your emotional, to help you in your emotional status, to help you and to guide you into a way and a pattern that is better for you to live. Um, you know, what we have to understand, whereas, um, and I always go back to preferences. You know, sometimes you got to know your historical context. Well, we have to understand that when you've been in the clutches of the enemy, the enemy does threats every single day. And you will have, and if you don't look at it, you'll understand. The goal of the enemy is to keep you insecure. The goal of the enemy is always to keep you insecure, whether it's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. 
Why do you think you were in debt? Why do you think the enemy always got a bill out there for you that doesn't have, you know, they always keep nagging at you and say, well, you can't do this, you can't do this. Or just keep you in a state of insecurity for so long that even when you have your victory, you can't even enjoy your victory because that has been there for so long. Well, we have to understand Elijah is the, is the main character, and he's a great example of this, that God has you no matter what. Because think about Jezebel and Arab, to keep the people going, um, if you know some of their festivals and some of their historical context, they were throwing babies in the fire. You don't know how many after poles were going up. You don't know how many times where they threatened to put people, hang people here, there, and everywhere, and have people under mental stress, even though they knew who their God was and who they were serving. I mean, that's just simple. But that's when you have that when you're leaving an environment like that. What this fast is to help you to get your mental mind together. I call it the mental mind because that's how I, I, I say it. It's helping you to get your mental mind together so that you can understand that you have better control over yourself and that God is the main one in control. So tonight we're going to use this as a stopping point. Uh, so uh, for tonight, I hope that we're getting ready for the Elijah fast. I'm hoping for great breakthrough. I declare and agree that when people who enter this fast, either it's off, once we get through with the study, you know, I want to hear the feedback. Yeah, I would love to hear, if I went through this fast, this is what's happening. These are things that, but the one thing I preference, because, again, I'm still baby in some of these fasts, and I'm learning these right along with you, that I'm the one that's spur on the moment. Like, if they said we need to call a fast for 24 hours, and I haven't prepared us, okay, I'm on a fast for 24 hours. I haven't really thought too much about it. And then I wonder why I'm not, I'm struggling. Three, I'm telling you, I'm looking at that food three hours in, like, okay, you know what? I'm supposed to be on this fast for how long? Oh, my goodness. What in the world am I? Okay, that's all right. Maybe tomorrow, And then I go ahead and eat, like, a whole bunch of pancakes and stuff 24 hours later because, you know, that's how I've thrown my body from one, one shock to the next. But that's not how God operates in his fast, and that's not how you should operate. So, again, all these fasts, the first thing is the plan, 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 and more plan. Plan for so that, you know, that you can have victory in your fast, that you are, your mind is on your fast when, you ha- when you're on your fast. Um, that's what these study guides, that's the reason we have a study guide with everything, because some of these things that we're going through, we may not be able to do them because, you know, have instant go through them while we're going through the study, but it allows us to prepare. So when that time does come in your prayer toolbox, you're like, oh, I already know that. We're going to do an Elijah fast. And you just, and I know God going to hear me because Elijah, when Elijah went through the fast, this hit, this, you know, you'll have those key words and the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your memory. Oh, I remember we talked about this one. That's all right. Tuesday we're going to go on Elijah fast, and I know I'm going to get a word from God on this one. And it helps you, and it builds your faith. So um, I just want to say I thank you all all again tonight for coming out and listening and studying and learning with each other. So I am now officially going to open up the line for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Another night of great teaching on the Elijah Fest. Like I said last week, Minister Shauna, I only knew about the Daniel Fest. 
But since you started these um, different types of fasts, I'm learning so much. I thought uh, I thought I knew everything after all these years of serving the Lord. But guess what? I just arrived. Thank you for an awesome teaching tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Bob. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Amen. Um, everybody can hear me. I want everybody to learn from these facts because, like I said, Papa Bob, I'm with you because, honestly, I didn't even know there was a name. I can tell you the three I knew. I knew there was a full fast. That means no water. And I've actually done it without even knowing the knowledge behind it. No water, no food for a day. Did it. And, like I said, I was starving afterwards. I knew about people going through parsley fast because I was, and I mean, like, I was even a, when Pastor Marine would say, okay, I need y'all to, you know, support me in this fast and pull back. I was graciously like, okay, I'll skip lunch because, you know, that's fasting. And, you know, I knew about the Daniel fast because every year um, all my friends, including me, we all, you know, at one point, and I know we did it on Civil Works Ministry, we had a group, we were at Daniel fasting. We had a Daniel fast for the year. And I can tell you, we had saw so many breakthroughs in our lives. Um, and we knew while we were fasting because I'm still, and, you know, being new to fasting, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, 21 days. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking cute after 21 days. Okay, I'm losing weight. You know, I'm not. And then he was like, no, that's not what you're supposed to be focusing on. And I'm like, okay, but I do feel better. And it does, you know, you, you'll see, okay, I did get a breakthrough in this area. Um, those are, And I Esther fast, and the Esther fast is what I knew. Now, the rest of these, I have learned them just like with the rest of you, because I, with everybody, because I was awesome to find out they were actually nine, and finding out the biblical basic basis for it. Because um, now even, I even have one right now on my, I have a book that one day when I eventually get the nerve to do, will be a, a, a clinician who was, who's also a Christian. She has a 30-day detox to help you get your body uh, started back. And, uh-huh. you know, learning how to, um, you know, how to, and in your quiet time, how to dedicate your time to God during the fast and how, you know, it rejuvenated her body. There's so many ways we can take the word of God. And, I mean, this is just, these are the nine biblical fasts that will, you know, if you have the books and you study God and everything. But fasting helps us in our daily lives. There are issues you could be fasting about. I need a house. I need my house paid for. Amen. God can fast. I mean, fast. I mean, things don't come out in prayer fasting. And then during that prayer, we'll see God's face during this fast. And that's the one thing. We have to connect the prayer with the fasting. It's just not just letting go of, it's just not letting go of the food. Say, God, I, I put it on the plate for you. That's great. That's awesome. But we also have to connect the prayer with it as well. Um, are there any other comments or questions or feedback? Amen. So um, are there any prayer requests? 
Amen. Well, we'll close out with prayer. Um, Amen. And we're going to lift up. We'll lift up. Um, let's lift up our country on Memorial Day because there are service people like Prophetess Gina and other members of Civil Wars Ministry who have uh, who have been a part of our military forces. Again, as always, um, let's just keep our country in prayer because Lord knows we need it. I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm, but I'm not going to share my political views because we'll be on here for another hour. Amen. So <laughs> uh, let's just keep our country in prayer. So let us pray. Father God, right now, watch me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything is not of you or do unto the tent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Uh, Father God, I lift this lesson up to you, Father God. I ask you to fill it in my heart, O Lord. And, Father God, as we go forth, Father God, let, let us be able to take this word that we learned and put it in our toolbox and our minds, our ministry. And when we need to use it, Father God, you will, have, you will bring this to our remembrance. You allow the Holy Spirit to bring it to our remembrance, Father God. And, Father God, tonight is Memorial Day. We lift the United States in America to you, Father God. Father God, we lift up all our service people, those who are working, um, those who are working on um, – in the military and those who are retired from the military. Father God, we know the people who have died and fought for this country, died and fallen for it in your name, Father God. And Father God, tonight we lift up our we lift up our government, Father God. Father God, I'm asking you to step in, Father God, because you said sometimes you have not put us yes not. So I'm asking, Father God, step in our situation for your people, Father God. Show them which who is the true and living God. Show them the things that we are that that we're needing, Father God. Father God, I mean, if you can change, I always say, if you can change the heart of men, let it be so. But Father God, if they need to be removed, let that be so also, Father God. And Father God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for everyone that's part of the prayer line, Father God. We thank you for the blessing that everyone will receive, Father God. We thank you for everything that you've done for our lives, Father God. As we think back and we look back to the pages of time, Father God, that you have always been there with us. And, Father God, we thank you tonight and we bless you tonight because, God, we know it's only you, only through you that things that our lives may be better, only through you, Father God, that you have just been with us even when we didn't even know that we didn't even know that we needed you, God. So, God, we thank you. And tonight, Father God, we break the spirit of despondency off your people, Father God. Father God, you've given us a way to fast and pray for it often, but Father God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for for just lifting up, lifting self-images tonight, Father God. Father God, we thank you for healing soul wounds, Father God, that was created just by the circumstances of life, Father God. And tonight, God, we give you praise. And Father God, I pray this prayer in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Join us back again tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. with Jeremiah's Generation. Keep in mind, we're on the line nine times per week. We start off on Mondays, or well, Sundays. We're our Sunday uh, with our, um, excuse me, with our Sunday service with Pastor Marie Chen Daily. Also, keep in mind, we, she is on Facebook Live, which is awesome on Sunday nights. So if you do, you have Facebook and you have a phone, you have no excuse. Can't say you can't dial in a prayer line, because guess what? We got Facebook Live running, you guys. So on our Sunday night services, you can either join us on the prayer line or our face or on Facebook Live. 
know when we're running on Facebook Live, please join one of our Facebook pages on Civil Wars Ministry and Civil Wars Ministry Prayer Network. Therefore, you will see the and put the notification on for a Facebook for video. And I guarantee you, when Facebook Live, when Pastor Reed's on Facebook Live, you'll actually get to see her, which is super awesome. I just had to throw that in there. Um, on noon on on Mondays, we have the Prophet's Corner with uh, with Prophet Bob Propri. On Monday nights, of course, you're here for Bible study intercessory prayer. On Tuesdays, we have Jeremiah Generation at 8.30 p.m. On Wednesdays, we have our Standing Gap Service, 7.14 Eastern Standard Time. On Wednesdays, we have our Prayer and t- Praise and Testimony Service at 9 p.m. On Thursdays, we're with Sister Nyoka. We're walking through the Word line by line, precept upon precept. And, of course, on Fridays, we have our flagship service at midnight. And that's fire on the wire. And of course, on Saturdays we have we have Sister Monica Holden Little for our um, <clears throat> for our noonday inspirational hour. So all the time zones are Eastern Standard Time. So please adjust accordingly to your time zone. So that being said, everyone have an awesome night, and may the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious upon thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Hey, good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. See you tomorrow night. Good morning, amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.